We're Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real. So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. Hey, Tim. Hey, Susan. So I came across another one of those useless facts. Okay, nobody really joined in and listing useless facts last week. Yeah, but without even trying, I came across another person that I think this is the one. If all the cats in the world invaded Scotland, every Scottish person would have to fight like 112 Scots. Cats. <laughs> the Scots against the cats. But it doesn't make sense at all because Scotland's a small place and... There are very many, many and like, cats. You can't even count how many cats there are in the world. So I find that invalid. So I'm not buying it. You I'm think not people are it. making up all of it? I think people are making up all of it. So you think the Uruguayans should rest easy because they don't I have to fight the kangaroos? They'll be fine. They will not be kangaroos on knocking, pouncing, banging, jumping on their Bounding? doorstep. Bounding on their doorstep. Trying wow. To fight okay. No. All right. So this past week, we went down to Florida, had to help my parents with uh, a couple of things. And what did you find? Well, yeah. So we had to pack up a little bit more of their stuff um, as they were moving just in the nursing home to a different spot in the nursing home and their space got limited. So we brought some boxes home of family goods and valued things that are very important. And I guess you were at work Monday, I don't know, whatever day we came home and you were up at church or you were gone. So I started going through one of the boxes and there was a diary, like a small, one of those little tiny box diaries that you would have a key to. Yeah, like a princess diary. Do they even make them anymore? I don't even know that I've seen one like this with the lock in the diary. I don't know. It's not something that we've been shopping for though. So, but, um, <laughs> but your parents had written in this diary. Your, it alternated. Some days your mom would write. Some days your dad would write. Some years were in one diary, but they just continued going on the next page, even if like a year changed. It wasn't exactly a yearly diary. It wasn't a daily diary. No, it was not. But I found this really interesting little tidbit written about you. Really? Yes. So this is what your mother wrote and I will read it and then you can comment on it. It says school started on Monday and Tim wanted to go to school with his friends. So we let him go, but he soon came home saying they were dancing. So I thought on how just an hour or two in the morning would not hurt, but we must say no now because of this dancing. Okay, several questions come to mind. Several questions. First of all... What kind of dancing was it that you had to leave school for? (laughs) Well, I just want to know how old I was that this dancing was going to corrupt corrupt me. I'm curious to know if you were old enough to have to wear a tie, a shirt and tie, and you weren't dressed properly. Was it like homecoming or something? (laughs) Like, I don't know. So how, how old am I in there? This was nursery school, and you were... Three. <laughs> so at three, Listen, I just bad habits start early. And I did leave out that she actually said school started on Monday, and Timmy wanted to go to nursery school. I did leave out those two factors. I didn't call you Timmy. I didn't say nursery school. But I'm just seeing little Timmy adamantly being taught by his parents that there is no dancing, and dancing is completely wrong and not allowed, and that you and your three year old self just marched yourself right on home when the dancing started. I can totally see that. That is your personality. It just absolutely boggles my, absolutely boggles my mind. That you did that? Um, yeah, that it was, that it was just, I'm really curious what exactly defined dancing. 
Right. Uh, what right. what exactly was right. it? And then I, and I just think, what was it that was considered dancing there that my parents agreed was dancing, that I agreed was dancing, that the whole school there agreed was dancing? What what right. was it that was going on? Well, uh, go ahead. And then I just think about vacation Bible school at every <laughs> church across the land. That's that is. True. That's true. I'm sure is far more dancing than I did as a three-year-old. I think that there must have been some, like, your mom didn't even go to the school and try to validate and ask. She just, like, Listen, literally, you came home and she Timmy wrote... If Timmy said the, there's dancing, <laughs> there's dancing, all right? I think, like, you came home and she literally wrote in the, in the diary that day, well, he's announced that there's been dancing. Like, the three-year-old came home with this declaration, so I totally believe him, and then it's not going to happen. By the way... I am going to throw you under the bus a little bit oh, here. Oh, man. So, like, the next three pages were about little Timmy as well. But it says that you have been making more of an effort to dress yourself. Because the there's got to be dances at school. Yeah, you decided <laughs> I do need to find a shirt and tie for my three-year-old uh, escort with, that I'm taking to the dance. Um, that we find I, now that yeah. he does not always tell the truth. None of it... Some of it is his imagination, but quite a bit of it is him trying to get his own way. Do you think maybe there wasn't really dancing? Oh, maybe you, you think like, I was lying about the dancing? Knew, trigger word, <laughs> dancing. Not I don't want to go to school at three. Yeah, yeah. And then she, your mom's so funny. She says he can be so very good one minute and so very naughty the next. And that sounds such so much like your British mother. I can hear your British mother saying that. So um, let's continue on, though, because we it's don't very really have funny. To, it's a very limited podcast. What you are naughtily doing. You are naughtily doing this morning... This is what he this is what she continues. This morning he painted his finger and toenails with the green magic marker. Then he got hold of a saw and he sawed part way through the bottom door support. Like this is you at three, not dancing, but picking up the saw and cutting through your door support at your house, which was a mud house also. That's not good. Um, later, we had to look and see where he had put, basically hidden, the workman's hammer. So, so. here's, there's two things in the world that I'm not good at. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. And fixing things around the house. That's true. All within one week. That all went away from me. But listen, the very next I sentence... I could have been a dancer, and I could have been a construction man. I could have been a contender. Yeah, I think that the very next sentence, though, I love this. He goes to Sunday school every week now, and I think is fairly good. So, there you go. Your future was in church ministry, because that's the one thing that was actually going well in your life at that point. So... I just think it's really funny. I didn't read through all of it because I didn't have time to read all the pages and all the things. And honestly, let's just be honest. You inherited your handwriting from your mother and your father because neither of them have exactly easy reading handwriting. So it takes me a little bit of time and effort to read through. So so I have a bucket list that I'm working on. Oh. One of them is... If it's dancing, sawing, <laughs> or attending preschool, you've already done those things. So check them off. One of my things is... Um... One of my bucket lists is I want a sandwich named after me on a menu. Yes. I want to go someplace. Yes. And, and order the Tim. And I want to order the Or the, the Timmy. Tim. Yeah, okay. or something like that. Okay. Um, and then the one today in staff meeting, I was writing some stuff on the whiteboard, and we got different markers, and we were discussing whether they were making my handwriting better or worse because oh. they were a different kind of marker. They didn't have the slant tip. Right, they had the right. point. I've never used the ones with the point oh, tip get before. Out. Always had the, okay. the slant. The angle. The angle, yeah. Okay. Chiseled, I think is what yes, they call it. Yes. They use that for me a lot, chiseled. Okay. <laughs> But I said that also on my bucket list okay. is I want 
to inspire a font. We could call it Whiteboard Tim. Oh, that would be illegible. What did your staff say? I would like to know. Oh, they liked it. They liked the idea. They liked the concept. They liked the, uh, they liked the name. No. Uh, they assigned our graphic design person the long-term project okay, of okay. coming up. And she said, I will never get this completed. So, <laughs> did they make you write the alphabet on the whiteboard so they could no, start? No, they're just going to do it piece by piece oh, as okay. it goes. Pick the letters apart as you write things on the yeah. whiteboard. All right. There you so go. that was that was that. That's it. Okay, so why don't we get into the word a little bit this week? I have been working really hard studying in my numbers study. Um, when I find, I know you don't understand this as a pastor. I know you can't possibly understand what I'm saying. But when I have one thing that I really have to focus on and prepare for the week, I find that to prepare and make something happen for this podcast is just extra effort that's like not in my line of what I'm preparing already. Huh. I know. Isn't that surprising? Huh. You find that to be true as a pastor, hmm. huh? It's very hard to manage preparations for many things. So, but I always go back to Sunday school, uh, my Sunday school lesson for the week, but it was a really good discussion. Uh, Chris was teaching this week and we were in the passage of Matthew chapter six. We were in the Beatitudes, but it was in the therefore don't worry passage. And Chris just talked about, I guess the curriculum mentioned that now we worry about everything but we're not concerned. Like there are things that we should be concerned about, but not necessarily turn to worry. And I think that as he continued talking, I just thought, you know, I think that concern is not a word that we use very much in our current language. I don't often come to you and say, I'm concerned about this. I just flat out say like, oh man, I'm really worried about that. Hmm. I'm really like, I mean, it, it's even the silliest, smallest things that like we just so easily throw out the word worry. They say like, oh man, I'm worried that I'm going to be late for my Walmart grocery pickup. I don't say, oh, I'm concerned I'm running behind on time. Like, So what's the, you see concern as it is less. awareness, but not. Yes, yes. And I think that scripture, looking over it in the past little bit, that I think that scripture says there are times to be concerned. And and Paul has a lot of, when he talks about being concerned and he's concerned for the churches and he and the churches are concerned for him. And so I think there is awareness because God doesn't say, go ahead and live however you want to live, crazy, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to be aware, you have to be wise, you have to be diligent, you have to... So I think there are things that come up. You have to be concerned about your bills and pay your bills. But the moment that turns to worry, which in our society, I think instead of perhaps... This is Susan's commentary. Okay. This is not biblical okay. commentary. So I'm saying this is Susan's commentary. I would say in observation, I think instead of being concerned on one level and worry on the next level, which is what the Bible talks about, and it does talk about anxiousness, but it really has worry there a lot more. I believe that in our society, we've just dropped concern and we don't have this concern level anymore. We just have a worry level and we have an anxiety level. Yeah, and I would add to that an outrage level. Okay, which is a slightly different emotion though, but it can stem from the same thing and same, yeah. you know. Um, again, that's just mine. But So I started looking at some scripture because I don't want to just have Susan's opinion on this. I want to look at okay. scripture and back this up. So the first passage is the one that we had in Sunday school, Matthew six twenty five, And it, again, it's the whole thing. I'm not going to read the entire thing because that would take a lot of time. But it says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. So don't worry is the word there. Don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear, isn't life more than food and body more than clothing? 
And again, it says it several times um, in verse 31. So don't worry saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. So it's the worry. And when I look that up in the commentary, it is worrying to be anxious, to be troubled with cares. Do not worry. And we see that. So that really is that level of anxiousness. He's not saying don't be concerned about these things. Right. He's saying don't worry about these things. And I think we do misplace that. Do you think that's true these days, or you can you can disagree? Well, no, you I, I think I in, think that but... I think that that's true. I I do think that we do jump to worry and, and miss a right. or something. And and I said, really in Sunday school I was really convicted of it, and I said I'm going to really work at making an effort to be more concerned. To be more concerned, <laughs> because that'll amp up my anxiety and my worry. Then that's so great. No, but I think to use the word concern because even just changing my vocabulary of, you know what. Um, cause I mean, I read your diary, your mom's diary and your dad's diary. They wrote about you. You did, you did not eat very well when you were little, like not just junk food, but you did not eat a lot and they were concerned. So that's a place where they would say like, we're concerned. I think they wrote in there, like we're concerned about little Timmy's eating, but he's done better this week. And then it, I seem to have mastered that. You got it. You're like <laughs> a pro. So, but I think there could be, you know, we're really worried about this. We're anxious about this. But I genuinely believe that your parents walking in faith said, this is a concern. We need to pay attention to it. But we're not going to let this consume us with worry and anxiety. And there's the difference. Um, Philippians 4. Four six is such a familiar verse to us, but it says, "Be anxious about nothing." That word, anxious, is the same word that's used in Matthew six right. in the worry. So, do not be anxious about what you're going to eat or drink or do, you know, or wear or be. Um, but then Philippians four ten, let me find it here. It said Paul says, "I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. Mm. You were in fact." concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it and he's speaking to the church in philippi he's speaking to them and saying like i know again you renewed your care for me you were concerned for me he did not use the word worry it's a different word no you don't hear paul saying i worried no one has ever and this word concern is to care for each other to take thought Mm. carefulness to mind something to take regard of it to think about it and to understand it Mm. And I think, I mean, clearly the word says, be anxious about nothing. Do not be anxious about what you're going to do. The the worry, we have to change our vocabulary so that mentally we can change where we're at. I, I think that that's a first step. I mean, I think we have to pray for conviction and correction in that as well. But I think really I felt very convicted about, I want to use the word concerned more. Because here, concern means I'm going to care for each other. We're going to take thought about something. There's some things we have to take thought about. Before we left for Florida, we had to take thought about our tires because our tires were a concern taking a long trip like that. So we needed to take action to get new tires. But it was not an anxiety of like, we're going to go take these tires and what are we going to do about the tires and how are we going to handle the tires and what are we going to do? You know, that would have been senseless. So I think there is a difference and I think our current society vocabulary needs to change back to we can be concerned and pay attention to right. and oh, regard, I like that. That's good. but we don't have to ramp up to worry and anxiety. So 
Yeah, that's what I had. What you got? Well, funny that you should say that. Uh, I was reading in John this week, and uh, I think there was part of it that I kind of had the backdrop of the same Sunday school lessons that you you were talking about. Oh, as you I, did? Oh, I okay. walked through a bunch of the Sunday school classes, and, and they were talking oh, okay. about worry. Because I'm like, you and don't listen, go to class, so I didn't well, know that. Well, <laughs> I, I wander through sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that the interesting thing is that it kind of caught me because, listen, it's really, really hard to tell people don't worry. I mean, it, it's really, really it hard uh, to just say that. In fact, the only time I hear people talk about not worrying is when they're telling someone else not to worry. Right. You know, right. your it's problems easy. aren't mm-hmm. that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Now, my problems are right. huge, but right. your problems, you know, really, that's not that exactly. big a deal. Exactly. Um, but it's just interesting. Jesus tells us, don't worry. But then here in John chapter 6, he basically pokes at the disciples and says, you should be worried about this. Oh. Let me tell you. This is John chapter 6 uh, and verse 5. Um, it says, Lifting up his eyes, then seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Hey, Philip, mm-hmm. where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he knew himself what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. Mm-hmm. 200 denarii is like two-thirds, eight months worth of salary. And I don't know what Philip was thinking before this. I don't know what was kind of going along in Philip's mind. But you just get this picture of Jesus nudges Philip's and mm-hmm. says, Look at all of these people. Man. Where are you going to feed all of these people? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what Philip was thinking about beforehand, but Jesus just kind of triggered him and said, huh, what are you going to do to feed all of those people? Right, and it's left right. for Philip to like, whoa, eight months of salary just all in one afternoon. How are we going to do this? And they would just give them a little and all, oh, where do we start and all, all this kind of stuff. And so why is it that Jesus who preaches do not worry that he pokes at the disciples pokes at Mm -hmm. Philip and says, uh, hey, here's a problem maybe you haven't thought about. And then Philip lifts up his head and is like, cool, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes uh, when you look at this, it's just a matter that sometimes we don't even understand that we have bigger problems than we have even imagined. Hmm. Sometimes the the issues that we are up against, the challenges that we are up against, the calls, the demands upon our life are even bigger than anything we've imagined. We are so in over our head. It is bigger than we thought. You are really making me anxious and worried. I mean, like, that is not helpful. This is not helpful word that you're bringing today. Like, I'm just saying, like, oh, man, I thought we were handling things. We had our plates pretty full these days. (laughs) But I think that in doing that, it sets the table for us to see how big God is. Mm. The whole reason why Jesus pokes Philip is because he knows what he's going to Mm. do. And he wants Philip to get the full grasp Mm. of the way in which he is going to pour out power Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. authority and a miracle that Philip hadn't even thought to look for. And I just think how many times in our lives... We just look at a small thing and say, oh, it's too much, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And Jesus wants to say to us, well, yeah, but you're not even looking at the whole thing. Yeah. This, what we're talking about here is way bigger than you think. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. I've got this. I've got this. And I just need you to see it. I need you to see the greatness of the problem 
Yeah. So that you can be amazed by my power and my love and my concern and what I'm about to mm. do in your life. And, you know, I, I think about that for our church. I believe that there are some things coming in the life of our church uh, that when we talk about them and when we think about them, we kind of say, oh, that's big. Oh, mm -hmm. I don't know if we can do it. But, man, he has done bigger things through the life of our church. Right. He's done bigger right. things all the time. That's what he does. And sometimes we need to take a big look at the problem, grasp the fullness of the problem, so that we can be prepared for what great thing he wants to do. Mm, that's good stuff. I, I really noticed there that I think it also shows the personalities and each one of us, it's not just disciples that have various personalities, but each one of us, exactly what you said, Philip looks around and he's so overwhelmed with like, what are you talking about? How can we even yeah. do this? Like, how can we? And Andrew's like, well, okay, here's a start. The yeah. five loaves and two fish. And yeah. I think that also, we I do know different personalities and the way God has created us. There's no yeah. better or less than in this. It's just, okay, we all have to know where our weakness is and where our still forming and molding us who we are supposed to be that God is doing. Because Andrew doesn't seem to be worried or concerned or aware of like, that's too much while Philip is. Yeah, you know, Philip, Philip has done the math. This yes, is how big of a yeah. problem it is. And um, yeah. Andrew says, this is what I've got. Right, right. Now Andrew may have other things that he's working on. Yeah, but this, yeah. this overwhelmingness doesn't seem to be his thing right here. So, uh, But he also was Simon Peter's brother, so he probably yeah. also lived with a lot of... <laughs> I would call them the fearless brothers. <laughs> they I mean, were. they just sometimes just flat out dumb. Go do it, you know, yeah, whatever. The fearless it. brothers. Yes, like yes. So, well, that is good stuff in the word. Hey, let's come back. Do you have some wrongs and strongs this week? Yes, I do. Of course, I am not surprised by that. So, hey, <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, let me see if I can't sum up my wrong in a sentence. Please tell me it's not a combo wrong and strong, which you do sometimes, which I don't think is really valid. I think you need a wrong and a strong. Does that sound like it you're wrong? It can be a wrong strong or a strong wrong, but it cannot be a wrong and a strong together. So, all right. This is 100% pure wrong. Perfect. And here it is. <laughs> okay. A horse on a plane. Oh, that is wrong. <laughs> like, that's really wrong. So this week, there were a bunch of pictures that flooded social media and okay. therefore news stories okay. of a miniature horse oh. on a plane. Oh, okay. That makes a little more sense. I'm thinking like stallion, black stallion, like a big tall brown horse with a, a big long A horse is a horse is a horse. I don't know. The miniature horse is like miniature. That's like having a kangaroo okay. boxer. Uruguayan, man. Is that what we're so, talking about? <laughs> You want to share your row with a miniature horse? I mean, that would be cute. If it's going to take up like three seats, so then you're going to be like across from it. No, your the pictures are the horse is in front of the passenger, and you've got the south end of a northbound <gasps> miniature horse. Do they have? I don't even want to know how they work that out. But okay, what? Because it's it is listed as an acceptable comfort animal. <gasps> Stop a dog, it. a cat, and a miniature horse. Now, the news story says these are all listed That's as crazy. comfort animals. So you can't now, take like I a don't rabbit? Know you it, can't take a hamster? Like, are these the only three? Oh, like, okay. okay. I'm like, know. we don't know. We don't know. Horse or dog, cat, What if somebody horse. says like, this snake is my comfort animal? I think and then that you there was a story a like that some other time. This roach in a box Like this crocodile is my, is my is yeah. alligator is my comfort animal. I, wow. 
I don't understand. Now she I'm said, sorry. If a horse, a miniature horse is your comfort animal, it may require that you take a bus. Well, the person says, now keep in mind that the uh, miniature horse has its own Twitter account. Oh, stop. It does. Is it Twitter? Yeah, own Twitter so handle. So maybe what they meant was the miniature horse had a comfort person. Yeah, I don't know. And again, I'm not going to be highly critical of the comfort animals, although I think we all know that people do take advantage of that. I don't want this to be a political statement about our stance on people taking their comfort animals with them. But a miniature horse, come on, people. This is not your little chihuahua. Flirty is a (laughs) seven-year-old miniature service horse who helps the passenger with medical alerts and mobility assistance. Does she ride the horse i don't think so but i i'm just wondering like to last week i talked about the problems to look a picture of we're gonna have to post a picture of flirty the horse with this my issues last week with operating the exit door maybe because flirty wasn't there because flirty handles medical alerts and mobility assistance (laughs) but she cannot play the ukulele so (laughs) you know that's the whole thing flirty cannot answer are you willing and able to perform these and this is why i don't have twitter because i just don't need this in my life like i can't even understand this she says that it went fine now this isn't flirty but flirty's (laughs) owner flirty's person yeah that it went fine once they got to altitude okay but during takeoff and landing flirty kind of couldn't get its balance and so kept hitting the seat in front of them which happened to be a first class seat so you got paid to get kicked around by a miniature horse wow now i wanted to make sure i got the facts right on this story and so i did a little googling okay um and then here's the question that popped up how much does it cost to own a miniature horse own it or how much does it cost to get it on the plane no to own it okay i don't i have no idea it says between $1,000 okay. and $200,000. I would like a $1,000 miniature horse well, for par- my own. Apparently, you don't get a very miniature horse for $1,000. Oh, oh, which oh, oh. This price is you determined. You just get a regular normal hor- horse that has a short problem. <laughs> thousand bucks. <laughs> determined by size, confirmation, bloodline, and show oh, record. Yeah. The smaller and more correctly conformed... I think they're body shaming that poor little horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller and more correctly conformed, the greater the value. Now, wow. this was interesting. Only 20- I don't know. I think we ran out of interesting about two sentences ago. It only cost $25 a month to feed Flirty. Are you the, kidding me? That, see, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I just think like that's really cheap. It must be And apparently, hay, hay whether it's a $1,000 horse or a $200,000 horse... They still get the same twenty five dollars yeah, like, worth of hay, still, and it still costs the same to get it on the airplane. Absolutely <laughs> nothing because it's your service animal. So, yeah, wait. They were probably they probably had like a two hundred thousand dollar horse that they needed to sell to somebody else for big bucks, and they were like, "This is my comfort animal," and that way they could transport the right. horse for free. And here it is. I did flirty the horse come home with her? Did it have a ride back? I don't know how they did the round I'm trip. I'm just highly suspicious. I have a new wrong and strong. There's a, there's a picture of the pilot with Flirty. Oh. And not the flight attendant. <laughs> not, I was like, the pilot's name is Flirty? I don't know. Oh, we went so downhill. Please give me something stronger. Okay, strong was uh, our trip to Florida. Strangely, yes. 
well, what we thought was on the eve of a hurricane. Yeah. And then the hurricane slowed down and changed right. directions and then slowed down some more and then parked for a couple of days. Uh, but we were driving in last week and then hurried back out to make sure that we wouldn't get caught in evacuation yeah. traffic. But I, I think one of the things that, you know, having you and I have lived in Florida multiple times in many, many years and, and we have... It's just part of life, these mm-hmm. hurricane conversations. Yeah. And, and because of the shape of the peninsula, there's nowhere to run. I don't know, they're just the hurricanes in, in our beloved mm-hmm. town of Panama City mm-hmm. was so devastated. And, and, you know, Hurricane Andrew went through Miami where yeah. you grew up and, and, and things like that. So we're very familiar with that. But there's just something as we were coming into Florida and leaving Florida, mm-hmm. all of the service vehicles oh, yeah. were pouring into the state. Yes, yeah. And and we saw the ambulances. We saw the ambulances from twelve ambulances altogether. You know, the ambulances here from Acadian, right. which is a Louisiana company. The 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 power trucks, trucks of power and, the yeah. power trucks. You've got friends that are power op mm-hmm. you know, line linemen. We've got several mm-hmm. linemen at church. Um we have um just the, the Poles, the utility yeah, poles yep. All uh, coming poles. in. I Wooden think, that, poles I think there was a giant trucks. semi-truck that yeah. I think was going to be for sandbags and, yeah. and things like that. And, and part of it was And like military help. convoys. Yeah. And then we had the storm trackers. Yeah. And so <laughs> that, part that of it like is just part. so much help coming, but, yes. but also looking where all of them are coming from. Yeah. So here's the state of Florida that is under siege. Yeah. And, and I bet you there, were, there was help coming from 30-plus right. states. Right, Just... Okay, we're going to take we're going care to of ourselves. We're going to come together and do this. And we're going to do yep. this. And, yep. and, and they don't know that that storm could have gone another direction. Exactly. It never could have come. Yep. They don't know how long they're going to be down there. Those That's linemen, right. they have no idea. Right, right. Um, so I don't know. That that just kind of stirs me, mm-hmm. and, and it's good. It and it's was right. a good, strong thing. Yeah. I like that. So yep. I had a strong wrong and a wrong... Nope, you had a good strong. It was good. We'll leave it just the way it is. Um, Okay, so my strong is... Actually, your strong was pretty serious. My strong is pretty serious, too. Um, I follow somebody on Instagram. It's kind of a follow-up. I actually had a different strong, but when you brought up your passage where you just don't know the big things that sometimes God puts in front of us to like make us say, like, whoa, because he can do these things. It just made me think... I follow a lady on Instagram, and each week... Maybe it's the first of the month. Maybe it's the first of the week. I think it may be the first of the month. Um, She writes down a bunch of prayer requests as the month goes on, and she puts them all in a jar. And, like, the last day of the month, she goes through. So she's just done this for August. She goes through, and she pulls out all those prayer request pieces of paper that she had put in through the month to see how God worked and to see how he answered in that. And some of them are not answered. And some of them are, you know, answered in ways that she didn't think. And some of them remain unanswered. Some of them were answered in hard ways. But she just sees the work of God in the month as she prayed for these things at the beginning of the month, puts them in a jar, sets them aside, but prays about them. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, she can take them out and say, this is where God worked. And I just thought, man, that's a really fantastic idea. That's a really great idea. Sometimes we have spiritual amnesia. That yeah. like, we, we just remember this moment and we're right. so intense right. in this moment. God right. do this, good, do, do right. this, do this, do this. And then when it passes, we're distracted and we move right. on to other things. So, yeah. yeah, to look back and to see that, that's really Yeah, strong. and I think even a prayer journal, you can write in your prayer journal, but you have to go back maybe sometimes so many pages to see, like, what was that that, that was or where was that on the page. But, like, this is really a tangible 
monthly thing. And so like if somebody said on Tuesday, oh, something or other is happening in my family. Can you please pray for my family? Put it down on a piece of paper, put it in the jar. At the end of the month, you say, remember when we were praying about that that week and look what God did. Or look what, well, we don't know. It's not answered yet. So let's check in and find out how that is. It's just a really good And I don't know how this person does that, but there may be some of those prayer requests that go right back in the jar. Exactly. There may be some some pieces of paper in there. They get really, really old. That's right. That's right. And boy, there's something. Like your parents' diaries, you yeah. know? I mean, it's yeah. just like you pull it out and you're like, I've been pulling this out for months now. Wow. I've been pulling this out for years wow. now, you know? So Man, I don't know. There, somebody out there is going to do that. That's where we're going to get our jar from. But yeah. I'm like, it's such a great idea. Yeah. It's such, and it's easy. You could put a post-it notepad in a jar and just write down things, fold it so the sticky doesn't stick to everything else, you know, and put it down in there. So um, I just think that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I heard think, about it. I think it some of our so. folks are going to do that. Um, and then my wrong is absolutely wrong that you have a fantasy oh football team at church. And I don't know. I mean, there's people beyond church in it. I don't know. But I know that you connected with it with some guys at church. Did and you know the, Did you tell them the name of my team? Your team is Tim Vincibles. No. no, I changed it back to Fourth and Long Sermon. Fourth and Long Sermon is your name. Yes. Um, so there you go. That's that's the thing too. Um, but Ashley was really upset. Our daughter Ashley was really upset that she didn't get to be on fantasy football team. And so she said, well, fine. I'm just going to create my own. And she just started calling, like telling her friends that we were all going to do this. And then she said, oh, and my mom wants to be on it too. And I'm like, What? I'm pretty sure I never signed up for fantasy football, for NFL football. I, I don't really even understand the game. Okay. So, yeah. Now I have, now I'm part of a fantasy football team league. Yeah. League. And, and I have a team. draft is in 55 minutes. My draft is in 54 minutes now. And I just feel like completely unprepared. And somehow I have been wronged in this. And what happened is it's a group of college students plus me. And I just don't understand how I ended up with these kids. Well, and they do keep me young because the stuff that they text about and they talk about and with the interaction and stuff. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm so uncool. Like, I would just answer that in a normal way. But there's, like, a lot of funny things going back and forth here. So You've been talking a lot about drafting Roger Staubach. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So, I'm like, I don't – he's the guy that played for the Dallas Cowboys. In, like, 1978. In, like, seventh grade. Yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> So, um, that's going to happen. And I just feel there's just a lot of wrong here. I'm going to do the best I can, but I might end up with three kickers and no quarterback. I might end up with no kickers and four quarterbacks. Those are the only two positions I can think of right now. So I don't know. There's the guy that catches the ball. He's a receiver receiver. And then there's a guy who goes up. Who's the big guy who like goes up. He's a, he's on the defense. I can't think of what he is though. He's a He's a big guy. You, you just, they go you to try to tackle the quarterback and like rush you him. Only, you only get to choose a whole defense. You don't choose individual players. I do not even know this. I don't yeah. even understand this. So I think that I will give an update about how the NFL fantasy football well, but league is see, going. See, this isn't completely honest. Why? This is not your first fantasy football I team. know, because it was a disaster. But oh. So what happened is, yes, I didn't know what I was doing when I signed up. So when I signed up and said, fine, okay, I'll join your team. And I signed up and I signed in. 
I didn't know that I clicked the button because I was like, join a league. Because I was like, well, yeah, I'm joining the league with all these kids. And so that's what I want to do. But I didn't know when I clicked join a league, it actually put me in a league. And so now I'm actually in a league with strangers. So I have two fantasy football teams. And that is a disaster because <laughs> I'm on a team with strangers. I don't know them. Fortunately, but you have a I really good team my... in that league. The thing is, I have a first place team right now. Like I'm supposed to be the highest points, whatever, for the first week, for week one. So... That that's because it was automatic draft or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just click buttons and I'm number one. That is my <laughs> motto for my life. I click buttons and I'm number one. So that is it for this week. I have got to go. I've got to study some football very quickly so I can go do an NFL fantasy football draft. So, all right. Have fun. Have a great week with each other in the word. And we'll be back next week.